Welcome to the Airport Road Podcast presented by Latinique Media and sponsored by Avid Apparel. Um, my name is Kate Guerrero. I am joined here with my host, uh, culture writer Malambo and political writer Stepan. So let's fucking jump into it. All right, let's talk about what's relevant. A thing that we haven't talked about on the podcast before already, the vaccine. Stepan, you want to lead off the discussion? Yeah, you know, if, uh, you know I, I think if, if you were living under a rock and haven't heard of it, you know, we have two uh, companies who have some, some pretty promising vaccines. And I think, uh, what, like two weeks ago, I think is when they announced it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about like 90% efficiency. I think one of the biggest questions, because there's, there's a difference between having a vaccine and mass vaccination, right? Mm-hmm. Like anti-vaxxers are, um, you know, not insignificant portions of, of this country. So the question is uh, that I'm interested in you know, from hearing from you guys is would you get it? Well, I think personally, uh, I, I was going to yeah. just say it's crazy to me that if a vaccine even came out, 45% of surveyed American adults doubt vaccine safety at all. So like that's <laughs> that's just like if, if we're going to talk about like the problems they're having now like that statistic alone like we're 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 using a dirty word to, to some people vaccine <laughs> vaccinate yeah. my child how dare you no yeah we have a if whole he, bunch if of he's gonna cough his lung out he's gonna do it in the safety of my home right no for sure we still have the whole anti-vaxxer movement you know which is like crazy they um disagree with flu vaccines or any kind of vaccines that you receive once you're um, you know a child and stuff like that but I think personally you know if I had the opportunity to get the vaccine and be like kind of a guinea pig I would totally do it like I see no problem with it um you'd be a guinea pig yeah man I'd be like dude you know shoot me up yeah, dog. <laughs> shoot, yeah shoot me up with that good shit give me all that Give me all that medication. Right, oh, that yeah. pig cell? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, right there. 100%. <laughs> You're dude. right in the veins, baby. Yeah, what about you? So, it, it, here's my question, though. Who, who is that, you know, 45? That's, that's a big block of Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, if, if we had to draw, like, a Venn diagram, like, where, where, who are these people? Where are they fitting into? Are they, you know, conspiracy theorists? Are they, you know, your, your average, you know, middle class like urban person like you know who, who are these people that's that's what i'm wondering no, that's the, that is the real question because like mm-hmm. I, I feel like the real big problem with like it's a problem with like polling and even like most survey results mm-hmm. that the type of people who do the polling like nowadays are gonna it's just really just inherent in the way we really have our communication systems or i guess how you how people are so used to them now that if somebody's answering their like their phone call like a phone call out of nowhere they're i'm, I'm sorry and like you know spouting their views it's probably be somebody more left-leaning because somebody on the right does have to wait for a phone call to let people know what they think about certain things yada 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 that's why polls are more bites and with hillary clinton the trump ended up winning in 2016 like how polling is done is just so absolutely archaic like even in that 45 percent like study i was talking about it was two like it's a survey sample of 2,000 american adults in I don't know which county, then I'm going to have to assume it's online just for ease of access. Mm-hmm. And when you even think about that, I guess it's just, uh, it's a privileged view, which I don't know if that's worse or better. The bourgeoisie is just slowly wanting to kill themselves by thinking anti-vaxxer movement is something they, 
that actually helps them out or I know the people who are in charge are actually that dumb. <laughs> That's kind of mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like the anti-vaxxer movement and people like that who disagree with that, um, like I don't want to... I don't want to say and assume who it is, but I have a pretty good idea of who it might be. You know, conspiracy. Say it out loud. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this is just me. This is what I think. I think it's like, um, kind of like, I guess people are find themselves affiliated more with religion. Um, and people are more uh, on the scale of the far right. Stuff like that. Because you look at it, conservatives and Republicans, they want a government who doesn't exactly have to tell them what to do, right? They want little government involvement. And if they have anybody telling them, like... Is Jim Carrey an anti-vaxxer? Who? Jim Carrey? I don't know. The the mask. Yeah, no, I I could have... Could have sworn I thought like a tweet about this. Uh, I can go ahead and like Canadian though, so yeah, she's Canadian. Yeah, but it's like uh, it's like one of those things. Yeah, if they have Duke someone, Gary Canadian. Yeah, he is. Brilliant. Wow, I didn't know. That. <laughs> but it's like one of those things. It's like just like the mask thing. If they have someone telling them like, "Hey, you have to do this," they're gonna be like, "No, it's my American right not to say." not to do that you know what i mean so i think it's like one of those ordeals where you where people don't like someone of a higher power telling them what to do um unless of course it was the big man himself but that's a totally different thing <laughs> so yeah i you know i think because i also have not i'm not well researched on this i can't speak definitively or authoritatively about this but mm. i think that kind of, you know, the, the anti-science. Kennedy Jr. is an anti-vaxxer? Holy shit, this is a terror. Sorry, guys, I'm looking up a list of like, famous anti-vaxxers, and this shit is blowing my mind. <laughs> Apparently, he's one of the most prominent activists in California. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Stefan. Dude, this is way more mixed than I thought. That's terrifying. Like, I guess, like, what's a... It, like, you were, you, were talk, you, you were saying earlier, Kate, about, like, uh, we were, we're talking about, like, because I, I was agreeing with you, like, I feel like the demographic should lean towards, like, what we're usually told, like, well, where is the veil of ignorance, you know? Like, this side mm-hmm. usually has ignorant people, this is an ignorant movement, like, it should go together, like, Legos or Tetris or whatever. Um, but, like, like, I feel like this is, like, another discussion on, like, how gray some, how, some movements have been or how they mm-hmm. align, you know? Mm-hmm. It's... Like, like I, I don't know. Maybe like I, I guess like an example, if you uh, would be like uh, the the messages of Catholicism during the Civil Rights Movement and where they aligned with you know walking with ML with Martin Luther King, uh, King Jr. then being staunchly on the right with because of you know the uh, the the abortion conversation. I know this is kind of like off topic we were talking about, but I, I, this this how, how different these people are from what I thought would be, it's kind of mind blowing. No, oh, yeah. I think that's a good point. You know, it's, it's not, maybe not constructive or healthy to kind of cast a, you know, just a, an assumption on who these people are, who they are not, just because, you know, there's, there's, it's quite a nuanced group and, mm-hmm. or maybe, I don't know, honestly, like I feel like we need some pretty in-depth 
polling and accurate polling and reporting and you know maybe just some you know some some research done on this before we can definitively say <laughs> right yeah. but i think like you know the the, the anti-science <laughs> movement has been growing for a long time in the united states and i feel like a lot of the the push why is that you think why is that Jesus yeah Christ. Don't we love sciences? Like, how often do we say America, fuck yeah, because we landed on the moon, like, after a while? <laughs> after the Russians got this satellite, yeah. a monkey, a woman, like... Yeah. I think honestly. <laughs> like, that was, that was then, this is now. Like, you know, you we're, we're dealing with 21st century problems, not landing a person on the moon. You know, we're talking about climate change. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think... Or even our day-to-day, you know, smartphones. Yeah, right. but and, and I think the you know the masks like you mentioned earlier, Kate, like that's a big indication of like how much momentum this anti-science movement tech movement has, and you know if you right. have people at rallies saying to to you know sack Fauci, and mm-hmm. you know they're they're chanting this shit. It's like man, this dude has this dude is, is like as bipartisan as you can get. You know he's mm-hmm. sort of like clearly doesn't have uh, a partisan agenda. Mm-hmm. But you want him gone just because he's kind of undermining what Trump is saying. You know, like these these factions is kind of what I'm worried about. Yeah, I've heard uh, a lot of you know conspiracy theories throughout this um, throughout this time, and I, I remember one guy telling me, he was like, "Why do you think Fauci is, is recommending and telling us to do all these things?" And I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Because man, he was a nerd in school, and he was a science geek, and now it's his time to shine." And now he's saying he can do all this stuff and just tell us what we have to do. I'm like, oh, for sure, dude. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's just, you know, when you throw politics together on the right, you throw in religion as well. Um, and, you know, I heard a good argument the other day. It's like, yeah, they have an anti-mask movement now. But those ant those same anti-maskers are the ones who kind of want to defund um, Planned Parenthood, and you know they want women to not have access to that kind of. And obviously we're not women, but this is kind of just like what I've you know seen in the news. It's like we want to tell them what to do with their bodies, but we can't have the government tell us what to do with our body. It's weird. It's just like a weird, cloudy subject that you kind of like, you don't want to bring up, but you have to work your way around it. It's just like a hard topic to talk about. You know, it's a pretty blatant hypocrisy, though, right? It's, it's, you know, we can tell you what to do with your body or what Mm -hmm. not to do with it, but you can't tell us. You know, it's a very, and I think a lot of the stuff that I've seen on Sorry about that, Stefan. Sorry about that, Stefan. Uh, no, you're good. I was just going to say, like, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of say, oh, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask, it's fine, but don't make me wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it's really hard. Like, I think it's important not to conflate people who have those more mild views and those who are, like, if you wear a mask, you're, you know, a slave to the government or whatever. You know, like, like it's, it's important to add nuance into these conversations and just not, you know, uh, accuse these people in a blanket way of being mm-hmm. a certain way. Milan, but what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say if uh, you think the anti-science movement is like anyway connected to just the just the vision of what the coastal elite is to a lot of people um, who really like push that movement, the idea that a coastal elite is that is that thoroughbred who did, I guess, what 
millennials were, were told to do, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer. Mm. Um, and now that sort of path in life has gone vilified, I don't know when, um, right. <laughs> to a point that Dr. Fauci is the unequivocal representation of a coastal elite. Um, and I I, I I feel like that's like that's like my hypothesis of where like where a lot of that uh, Fauci hate to the right seemed like justified because he was everything Fox News told him to hate for years. But uh, to like go into like the anti-science movie and deeper like the idea that like we're without science where like I was kind of like uh, whispering like that smartphone or uh, smartphone technology sort of bit that it's crazy to me that somebody like Zuckerberg uh, doesn't get that same level of vilification where I would say that his rise or, or like I would say even his rise is a, is a huge indication of like real coastal elitism. Actually, there's plenty of like, you know, it, it's crazy. Honestly, like the like the logical theory to a lot of people on the right or it, even though somebody's a QAnon person, like even playing around their conspiracy theories, I'm like, okay, so you, you believe a secret cabal of people rule the world. You're kind of close. Who would have the capital gain to be able to do that? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. crazy. Like we were talking, like a, a Jeff Bezos type of character doesn't get like that sound, the same like resounding like like cry of cruelty versus like a Dr. Fauci. You know, not the dude he's making his workers piss in a bottle in his warehouses. That went to <laughs> a huge fucking tangent. But the anti-science movement is just like ah, uh, yeah. it's it, it's full of contradictions. That's all it is. It really is. Man. So I, I think it's that's an important point that you mentioned. You know, you bring up the geography, and and that's so important because like if you if you think back, so this is from a, a Washington Post article um, that was released a couple days after the election, um, and this is when when the counties were starting to you know it was becoming clear uh, who won in which counties. So in this last election, Biden won close to five hundred counties which account for 70% of the U.S. economy. Trump won 20 just about 30% of the economy. So, I mean, if, and, and you just, if you, if you look in depth at it and, and the growth and in, in, in the economies that, Bi or in the, sorry, in the counties that Biden won and you know how, how urban they are and all, all that kind of stuff, like it's, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense how these conspiracies like the, the you know, the, the coastal elites and all that kind of stuff, like how that could grow and take such roots in these urban places because they're not the ones who are gaining from this economic vote. And ah, who, I can't remember who, the rising tide was Reagan, I think, who, who talked about the rising tide. Um, you know, a rising tide raises all boats. And that's been, that's been like, that was core to Reaganomics. If, if I might be completely wrong, but I, I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. well, I would say Reagan is a great example of really like the backlash. Reagan is a material example of the backlash, of the conservative backlash against the New Deal. Like pretty much everything that is Reaganomics, what you're totally. saying, like gutting his social, gutting almost 80% of social security for the American populace. And people ask what's wrong with Ronald Reagan. Like, yes, of course, you know, like he created like a damn near like, like he created a pandemic in America, like that should be like bad enough. But the dude's got a the dude's got a whole list, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just had to. We 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 mentioned the evil lord's name, so I just had to double down on it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no I please mean, do. He, uh, I mean, he is like the face of the Republican Party too. 
people loved Ronald Reagan, man. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, why is this dude the symbolism for Republicans? I don't understand that. It's crazy. I think people should be, I honestly, like, I don't, I think it's very apt that we even, like, mentioned his name because when I think about comparisons, when I think about comparisons in our political history, to what we can expect from a Joe Biden pre uh, presidency, it's very it's it's eerie to me how similar uh, like it, sure not uh, party wise but policy wise how similar Joe Biden is seeming to Jimmy Carter and what Jimmy Carter's like rise led to a Ronald Reagan uh, essentially a smarter a smarter Trump who knows how to sell things that really hurt you without you even have to think about it. He could say it in a nice way. Like, it, it's crazy to me that when people think of Ronald Reagan, they think, tear down that wall, Mr. Gorbachev, at least, as if this fool was the single reason the East and the West came together in mm. fucking Germany. It's, um, it's all, like, it's, it's the dirt, it's the, it's Obama's favorite word, it's all optics, and, like, it's, it's the problem of really just living in a new sort of social society where image does kind of how think how people can interpret things does mean more than what it actually is you know mm -hmm. like i'm sure the green new deal would have passed if it was called uh make america great again you know? yeah right yeah totally. so i want to i want to correct it really quick just just for the record uh since, since this is uh you know being published uh, it was it was kennedy that said the rising tides thing he, he was the one that kind of claimed uh, uh, but um you know still i mean what you're what you're saying about reaganism being a backlash to kind of like the, the social liberalism of, of Carter's administration and and I, I honestly you know I'm, I'm terrified that 2024 we're gonna have or maybe 2028 even you know just a more competent populist demagogue you know someone who can evoke such like raw emotional support but who's also more competent and won't let their ego get in the way like that's that's dangerous and we've talked about it before in the podcast but like that is a nightmare situation for the U.S. because populism doesn't, you know, once it arises, uh, once it. You Do you know, think? Are you saying populism and the idea that people just, uh, politicians just talk about what majority people really just care about? Yes, but I also because I, I would say Bernie Sanders is a populist in that regard, or even like he, to a point FDR. He is definitely, um, but I also do mean like you know, demagogues, like you know, populist demagoguery, because that, like that, to me is. It's definitely different than a Bernie Sanders, you know, kind of populism. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, like a, just a, a technocratically proficient Trump is would be horrifying. Right. Oh, I would say a technocrat. I actually, no, actually, no, I could see that take. I could see that take of Trump being a technocrat. Like, he really did understand, like, the whole... He was a reality TV show host. He knew exactly the importance of, like, how things look and how things could be interpreted, which is why he did Twitter so well. Mm -hmm um and it's just nah you're you're i have that same sort of fear just because the the failures of the card mission was honestly something that's when, when you when you were talking about uh you you want to talk about joe biden's all-female communication team and i think a lot of the posturing of only of only of only giving value to actions based off the identity of others and not over their material action is was the failure of the Carter of the Carter campaign. Hey, hey, Americans, we have to save more on oil. Just make sure, just wear uh, a sweater inside is what Jimmy Carter is famously known of saying, and which caused him a lot of backlash. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I he, we I understood the face of it. You know, we have to save we have to save our energy. Like he put solar panels on the White House, um, famously removed by Ronald Reagan. Um, but it, it, when we when when he talks about that, he fails. It's it's also failing to mention like the material worth of why you're doing it. Like what is what is our system doing? And it's it, it kills me right now that what we consider the leaders of the Democratic Party talk about our problems as if it's our problems and no and no responsibility of the government, which is why they lose a lot of people. We have so many non-voters. Mm-hmm. We have it's it's the message of Americans aren't wearing masks. That's why the pandemic is spreading. Like no, why? Like Americans are wearing masks. Like and and going outside. That's why the virus is spreading. I'm like it's that that type of rhetoric is blaming the uh, it, that's our rhetoric is it, I see it as punching down because it's blaming the people. But I think to myself, really, the better way to look at it is how do what is allowing them to go out in the first place? Like, why do they have to go out? It's because they have to fucking work. Because we live in a country that tells you, like, hey, if you if you don't work, you die. You know? Yeah. So true. if we had if we had done kind of like a you know Jacinda Ardern in, uh, in in New Zealand and you know had given people for what I think it's like two four weeks whatever it was. 80 percent of their salary and you know all that all that kind of stuff like you, I mean, I'd even know it was that much. Goddamn. I, I maybe it was less, you know, just a bit long here. No, that's I mean, sick. No, I think it was about similar to France, but go on, sorry. And hypothetically, like, you, you know, imagine in March, you know, Trump hits us with a, all right, every American is getting 80%. If you're on unemployment, you're getting, you know, 600 a week or whatever. He won. Oh, absolutely, he would have won. I mean, in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, w- would you see in my opinion, or, you know, in your opinion, do you, like, would you see the same amount of, like, anti-science anti-mask stuff because in that case you're letting the government you know provide for you so mm-hmm. does that turn you against the government if they say uh hey also can you wear a mask like we're gonna give you all this money you don't have to work can you also wear a mask like would you i think that's i think that's a, just a key feature of fascism you're talking about because you saw when the checks did come out and donald trump famously wrote his name on it you had people like tweeting like oh hey if you hated trump don't cast that check you know like it's like it's like fascists just know just know this game you know as long as their boy in power is doing it it's all fucking okay like to them they don't see the contradiction because it's always a power play and i guess like that's something i always have to watch out for like don't get caught up with like oh don't oh you said you, you said this but you're doing this because i guess that's the failure of our modern media it's like pointing out things that like of course they're you're, it, it don't if you're playing if you're playing a game and the other team is fouling, telling them they're fouling is going to make them stop if they're winning. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just like one of those things where you know there's so much hypocrisy in the United States. There's so much split opinions, and it's just it it has put us in a situation where we're like stuck. Like, damn, like what do I do? You know what I mean? Especially with, like, like us three who are, are in our 20s and the younger ge- generation to follow us. It's like we're entering into this world where we're so confused and we don't know what direction to take because our parents, our grandparents, people who have opinions that we hear from every day, we're just like, I don't even know what to believe or I don't even know what to I don't know who to trust. I really just like it. Kind of makes you just gonna be like, "Fuck it, man. Just work, I guess. Work and struggle every day." You know. 
I think within the last like four years, the amount of you know the percent of Americans who can expect to make less than their parents has you know uh, officially reached the majority. You know, so the majority of Americans uh, are not going to make more than their parents, and that's that's you know there's a ton of economic insecurity right now in the United States, and mm-hmm. of course that that fuels a lot of I think cultural and political insecurities because hey, this is your livelihood. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to just if you're like oh fuck how am I gonna feed my family or how am I gonna feed myself? Mm-hmm. Tough. Like to hit, to hit the point of like the what we first started why we first started talking about this. I I was kind of like racking over my head of why a vaccine doesn't make me as happy as I I thought it would be. You know this is like a vaccine is a historic a historical monument. You know this is what we read about as kids in a book of like really like uh like amazing like almost miraculous like events that happened during like times of like this absolute just bleak livelihoods and i think it's come to a point that really like what you're hitting upon stefan the economic insecurity is that our quality of life is more in danger from all these factors that are completely within the control of our systems than a vaccine because the vaccine only just made it i feel like made it more apparent of a lot of the uh, economic insecurities of most americans you know the living paycheck by paycheck the the needing to work and not and not having the ability to just comfortably comfortably stop uh needing that how many even states like florida for example which essentially they what does florida really produce you know most of their economy really runs from the entertainment business so they don't have their it's it's why they gave money to disney like ship cruises you know it's because they 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 run they run on that tourism factor and like having the the vaccine in its danger revealed all these things that the government or really our system that we've been in in our in our american culture they've lived in have really hyper normalized us to and i feel like if there was a more of an address to these things that that make our livelihood so much worse than it, than it should be just because we have the internet to compare our situation with everybody else in the country mm-hmm. i think that's the relief factor i feel like i'm looking for right now because i feel like a vaccine when i think about a vaccine i think about uh and what would this what would this cure that made the vaccine such a problem because I, I even because if i even think about this the, the type of like health infrastructure system that we live in right now that the vaccine would come into it's already hard enough getting a test <laughs> um no, well, and i think, I think no. that's, that's a good point you know like the, the uh, for me i think the administration of the vaccine is going to i, I hope it doesn't but i'm i have a sneaky suspicion that it's going to kind of uh, un underline it and highlight where these uh inequalities are in the united states you know because if you know the first couple million go out to uh you know people working in the healthcare system obviously that makes sense but then who's next who gets it is it essential workers and essential workers have proven to be mostly people of color my ethnic ethnic and you know other minorities so if it doesn't go to those workers why like what you know who who's going to decide this why doesn't it go to them why doesn't it go to these people who have, have been risking their lives is the vaccine you know? made by a private corporation 
It is, but one of them through Moderna is is part of Operation Warp Speed. Pfizer is, is not. They put up some of their own money to research and develop it. Mm. But Moderna's is. I think that's going to be a huge factor of really how this thing really is dished out to the public. And I, and, and I, I try to, uh, and don't get me wrong, I, 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 I'm, I hate to be compared to a doomsayer. I, I, I just, I, I like to say I'm like pragmatic and I like to see, I, I look at the patterns of things and the pattern of thing usually reveal the future better than anything else. And that just really just drinking the cold water that we do, uh, live in, uh, we live in a right-leaning capitalist country money's over money over the people like that's just really just uh, that's really just how it works and all our actions to this point make sense if you go with that mindset mm -hmm. um and i would be absolutely surprised if the vaccine wasn't kept behind some massive paywall that will, will be a huge controversial point in the biden administration mm -hmm. that's like if when people ask me like what do i predict would be like a like a huge failing woods like with something that's gonna be a huge event in the biden administration and i think it's going to be the pricing of the vaccine so trump said it would be free and biden has his trump says a lot where's the wall yeah <laughs> that's true I, I should say the administration has said it's going to be free and so far has said they're going to keep that promise mm -hmm. so hopefully that that remains you know, you're absolutely right. Like in, in, in a country in, in which capitalism's roots are so deep, it wouldn't be implausible, I think, to, you know, for them to renege on that promise. But I think it would be political suicide to be like, oh, by the way, you're going to have to pay for this. Right. And I don't, they, they can't afford that right now. Biden administration mm -hmm. or upcoming Biden administration cannot afford that. If they're really kind of run on, going to try to run on this platform of healing and diversity and inclusion, Mm -hmm. you're, hitting a key, you're hitting a key point though stefan that i think honestly that's something like that made me think about the what the huge ram of the ramification of the trump administration was and it was the idea of what what is political suicide these days what is it, it, it it's it, it the standards have been completely blown to like almost cosmic proportions right that yeah. Really, as long as you have the, as long as you follow the the uh, the the optics of blueprint Trump left for a single, pretty much every despot uh, in the future, you can do whatever essentially the, the fuck you want as long as you double down. And I, I, and I and I guess like a great example of that I, I think of is really that student debt conversation that happened for what like a week and a half, yeah. And then try, it went from a conversation of limiting all student debt to ten thousand dollars if you do a bunch of paperwork, mm -hmm. and it's only private Just federal. Loans. Or, or yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, I think you told me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, what were you going to say? I mean, um, it's like, you're absolutely right. Like, what is political suicide? I mean, the guy also had a massive following. It's such a loyal, a loyal gathering of people. So I think with Biden, it's totally different. He had, he's going to be kind of walking on eggshells for these next mm -hmm. four years. Because Trump rallied so many people and got so many people to buy to. what's that and will continue to yeah exactly yeah exactly like it's not gonna oh, yeah, stop that fox news stuff yeah we're gonna wait i mean it's probably gonna be like two more years until we start seeing the slow decline of like trump's following you know but 
you know, if the, re the next elections, the Republican, Republican Party knows what to go. They know how to approach it again. They're like, we just need that guy. That guy who's willing to just exactly double down and rile up all these people. So, I don't know. It's going to be they're an still interesting there. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very true, yeah. But we'll see. So I think on the, on the, to keep on the topic of political suicide, I think it's different. Like, we're, you know, the right and the left are generally playing two different games mm -hmm. because you have an, an uh, you know, an open misogynist, open bigot, someone who told, you know, uh, odious organization like the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. You know, someone who just very clearly signals to certain groups in the United States that are, are kind of against equality and against, you know, progress and, and diversity and things like that. And he still has such, you know, such fanatic support from so many people. Mm -hmm. If Biden, you know, Biden and, and Kamala have been, or uh, sorry, Biden and Harris have been raked over the coals by so many factions on the left. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody kind of realized, you know, they said, all right, this isn't necessarily a vote for Biden. It's a vote against Trump. And that's why I think a lot of people on the left kind of, you know, had a, a pretty strong coalition and a clear majority of Americans who voted for him. But as soon as it was clear that he was, you know, going to become the president-elect, there's a lot of, you know, already there's a lot of fracturing and people saying, all right, you know, like, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear, you know, your thoughts, Malambo, on, on Biden, because obviously criticism is incredibly healthy, but I just don't think on the right, you know, candidates face as much criticism, or Trump in particular doesn't, because you have... Um, no, sorry, sorry, go on, Stefan, keep going, my fault. <laughs> I was just going to say, you have, like, the Lincoln Project, you have Never Trumpers, you have, like, Reagan Republicans who who don't support Trump, but they're, they're honestly, they're, they're a very small faction, mm -hmm. whereas you have, like, the Bernie Bros, and, you know, like, um, you know, people who support AOC and all that, and just, you know, they look at Biden, and they're like, this dude is, yeah, we, this dude is a centrist. We have Settle for Biden, that's the movement. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I would I would fight against the terminology of uh, settling for Biden more the fact that we really just had an election once again where we weren't uh, we weren't given a choice of somebody that actually like speaks about like people's day to day problems you know like this mm -hmm. just loops all around back to that economic anxiety but like to answer your question stuff on my thoughts about Biden uh, again I'm. I'm not a doomsayer. I'm a pragmatic man, and people and uh, chalk it up to the sociology degree. So chalk it up to like my job and like social media, but it people people are people people work on patterns. People don't stray too different from what they've done in the past or what they're usually interested in. You know, uh, it's not saying like uh, the big kid can can suddenly become yoked in the future if he's already. If he's already, you know, if all his idols are athletes or, you know, for me, for example, you know, you can't read, you can only read so many Superman comics before you're like, okay, I want to look like Superman, you know, like, it's like, it's, it, I'm not saying that, but it's that same, like, it's that same sort of fact that like that personality or that, that's or that type of drive or work ethic is something you're going to see in a pattern sooner or later, you know, it takes, it, it, it takes quite a bit for somebody to uh, work on themselves. You're going to see that pattern. So when I see 
as so when we go into like politics where especially in american politics we're having now that we have so many old old heads who are literally have careers on not straying too far from their earlier pre pre predetermined path uh i think it's crazy to see these people in any other sort of way besides like what why they got their jobs why they got their jobs why they have the ability to keep voting the way they do it because they keep voting that the, the way they do mm-hmm. joe biden is 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 really is a great example of a neocon a neoconservative of really what the clinton era really put out there a democrat who acts like a republican and it's using and biden is one of the is really one of the figureheads of that movement called Harris really especially being an american prosecutor there's a reason why even in law school uh the term progressive prosecutor is considered a paradox mm-hmm. it's and when i look at them through this lens all i all, all i see is all the ideas of biden being somebody or biden or harris being any any sort of way like having the ability to being swayed by people in the farthest reaches of the left spectrum is a fairy tale they're famous for not doing that oh no that was like that was kind of my monologue okay <laughs> i thought I hit, I hit it pretty nice <laughs> all right well, we've we've hit politics for about like 40 minutes uh do we want to <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> about, we can, is, uh... is anybody uh working on any projects Oh, sorry, what kid? Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Are you guys working on any projects right now? Palombo, are you talking to anyone? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm still, I, I'm still, uh, I got actually, I'm finishing up tonight my interview with Big Rula, the uh, engineer, one of the engineers and pro- producers out here working with Flash Gotti, Tricky Red, Lozans, Rari, all those really big guys. Uh, it was a really long interview. Uh, I have like about like almost an hour, 30 minutes of audio. Um, mm-hmm. So really it's like picking the best of uh, like best 14 questions and putting it onto paper. Nice. Um, and I'm, you guys just talk over. Oh, no, no. I went over to the studio. That's uh, also, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, it's a convenient, it's a convenient location. Uh, being able to like interview, he has all in the studio, like so many artists, producers come to the space. Like it's really, um, a good atmosphere to be able to get all these conversations that gets taught them within their space are a lot more comfortable um i'm i i i'm a very interactive inter- interviewer uh so mm-hmm. it's uh it's face to face is usually uh best to me but you know i i i, I keep it safe mm-hmm. um and besides that uh working on this album review for megan salian's album it is a banger but i'm gonna it's uh I, I maybe the boy has to formulate his opinion right now but i i, I do my <laughs> i i i, I want to give megan a good review i want to give megan a good review so i'm giving this one a little bit more time very cool yeah we're working some stuff Mama, out. how'd you set up that interview oh I, oh sorry oh, i make music so uh i got like so, so it's a long story how i got connected to this guy so uh, my cousins who uh, who get invited to Paris Fashion Week every uh, uh, every year? Uh, they, I, most of my family's in Europe. Uh, being Congolese, my my mom and dad were kind of weird for wanting to kids be born in America because why wouldn't you like? You already speak French. Why don't you go to a French speaking nation? Uh, so I go there every like once a once once a year to uh, my mom doesn't want me to lose my French, you know. 
Um, and, you know, when I went over there last summer, we connected because they were really big in social media, and that's what I was doing. And, like, uh, they were like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm going to be doing good at law school in L.A. And they're like, yo, we're going to come visit you. And they did, and, like, uh, they just got you. And, like, I was already doing, like, pushing my content creation and all that whatnot. And I wasn't even doing the music yet. Um, but we really just vibed. I saw how they were doing their content creating, and they really gave me a great lesson on the ability to multitask and do content creation at the same time. Um, and during, like, the final weeks, um, they met up with uh, their, their big industry, where so they met up with, like, Mari and um, and I was just chilling. I was like, yo, what are you guys doing tonight? Because I think at this point, they got like an Airbnb. They were here for like two months. Uh, they're like, yo, we're, we're in the studio with uh, Zane and Rari's engineer. You want to pull through? I'm like, bet. I came there and like, I know, I, 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 I'm the t- I, it takes me like a minute or so uh, to, you know, be somebody's friend. So we just vibe and do goes, do you make music? I'm like, you know, I've always worked in the industry. And I've always wanted to, but I never had the time. Like, you should do it. And at that point, I was like, uh, you know, I want to do something big and different. You know, I need to do a little bit of a switch up. Guys, guys. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Sorry, Kate. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. No, it's okay. Um, we're talking to some people at MEI Records in Florida. Uh, we're going to do some stuff with uh, some of their artists. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be pretty cool. What about you, Stefan? What are you working on? Right now, uh, just working on some short form video essays mm-hmm. I think in like one to two minutes of uh, you know uh, essentially um, an essay style script but with like engaging visuals and, and graphic animations so mm-hmm. just trying to plow through a bunch of after effects tutorials and trying to get you know first and after effects I think is a beast an absolute beast uh, I, I, I'm trying every time I run after effects on my Mac it crashes <laughs> <laughs> how, how old is your Mac? 20, 2012 is. Oh, dude, dude, it's it's so I'm 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 getting a PC in January. I swear, catch me on Twitch. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> join the Mac crazy. Well, cool. Well, hey, you know, oh, we'll wrap please, it up. Please, you know, we won't take up too much of your guys' time. But yeah, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Latinique. Um, subscribe to our newsletter on Latinique.news. Um, follow Avid Apparel at avxd.apparel on their Instagram for stuff like, you know, this hat right here and for other gear as well. And, yeah, thank you so much for watching and tune in for the next one. Uh, we're out. So, peace. Gang, gang.